What is up, everybody? Will Vance here, managing editor of Magnetic Magazine and the host of the Magnetic Meeting Podcast. We are back with one final episode before 2002 winds its way to a close. And it's crazy to think that, this being the fifth episode of the podcast, it's already been up and running for over two months now. It's off to a great start. And honestly, I have you to thank for that. The best way to keep the momentum rolling forward is to like, subscribe, comment, and just simply share this damn podcast with all of your friends. It really means a lot. But anyway, this week on the podcast, we have Denver-based producer Discognition. He's been a pretty close friend of mine for a few years now, and I'm stoked to finally have a platform to give this man the attention he deserves. Chad is a guy who is able to always have a handful of irons in the fire, and I'm constantly amazed and inspired by how he manages them all at once. And it makes sense that on this week of the podcast, Chad brought the word balance to the table. But before we dive into how that word has affected him, his music, and his progression through the music industry, I wanted to give a quick shout out to the sponsor of this episode, Point Blank Music. Point Blank Music School has been a constant companion to Magnetic Magazine even since its earliest days. If you're looking to take the first serious step in making music a serious part of your life, or if you're just searching for that high level nugget of wisdom that will help break your career into the next level, Point Blank has got it. Whether online or in one of the many campuses they have worldwide, Point Blank's entire mission is to ensure that you gain a top level education in all all things music, from production to DJing, and even courses on the industry itself. Now, let's dive into the word balance with discognition. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Magnetic Meanings Podcast. We are on episode five now. It's already been two months since I got the show off the ground. On this episode, we have Chad Vasquez on the show, better known by his stage name, Discognition. Discognition has had a hell of a last year or two, getting signed to record labels like Purified and many others. Uh, hey, Chad, how did I do on my on my introduction? What did I miss? I'm sure there's a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you did great. Uh, that that's that sums it up. Um, and I, I definitely appreciate the accolades. It's been a it's been a great couple years here for me. And what were some of the highlights of your 2022? Um, I would just say overall uh, stream growth. Um, you know, it's it's hard to get away from you know the numbers of the music industry. But for me, I've placed some meaning on uh, you know Spotify streams and things like that. And so I definitely jumped over the last couple of years, and I think I hit just about 400,000 in 2022, which was pretty crazy for me. I wasn't anticipating at all. I my goal way out of the water. So um, that was a pretty big highlight for me. So seeing the Spotify wrapped thing, I know people have their own feelings about that, but it, it was pretty cool for me to uh, just be able to quantify the growth that I've had the last year. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the main gripe that people have is like friends and industry people like sharing it and putting so much weight uh, behind the Spotify rap. But at the end of the day, it's you should be celebrating your wins, right? They are vanity metrics, but sometimes it is fun to look in the mirror and like what you see. Totally. I, I definitely agree with that. I think it's uh, important to, uh, you know, look at your metrics from time to time. Any 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 corporation is going to do the same thing, right? You know, what, what did we do this year? And, you know, how much better or worse, you know, but I think with art, it can get a little bit dicey depending on how you look at it at the end of the day we're doing this because we love it but it's still nice to see some growth 100 percent. but anyway let's jump into the kind of the meat and potatoes of the podcast right because this is the magnetic meaning podcast where we talk about the words and the music and the people who work in the music industry and how all three kind of interact and affect each other so out of all the words in the english language which word did you bring to the table for episode five of the magnetic meaning podcast <laughs> the word i picked is balance and why why that word 
I think um, it, it's been a, definitely a common theme throughout 2022. Uh, throughout my music career in general, I feel like balance has been something um, of an important word that I, I bring up pretty often. What was the biggest aha moment in the past year, 2022, that really kind of smacked you in the face and made you either remember or recognize or maybe change your perspective or whatever on balance as it pertains to not only music, but also life, right? Because I guess that's what, what balance is after all. Yeah, I mean, I think earlier in the year, um, you know, I was struggling with a lot going on. You know, I had just moved to Colorado um, the previous year and was still getting acclimated to that. Um, but, you know, a lot of musicians have day jobs. They have, you know, relationships, boyfriends, girlfriends, and you're trying to uh, uh, build a music career at the same time. So, you know, it's kind of that trifecta of what am I needing to spend more time doing and and how do I balance it so that each area of my life is getting the same amount or the the needed and necessary attention um and I think in in 2022 it was really something I I struggled with for sure that I've started to kind of get a grip on here towards the end of the year and how have you gotten a grip on it what what active or conscious measures have you made in your life to to do that because I mean balance is one of those things especially with some doing something that you love as much as like music or or whatever you're passionate about right it's a slippery slope that it's very easy to not really realize how obsessed you get with something until uh, it causes damage to the other aspects of your life or not damage, but you know what I mean? Totally. I, I think the biggest thing that I've done is get a schedule and, and stick to it, right? You know, if you create a balanced schedule and you actually legitimately stick to that schedule, then the balance just kind of happens on its own. Now, there are, of course, outside forces that come in our daily lives that you can't always stick to it. But doing your best to stick to it, I think, has really helped me out throughout the course of the year. So, I mean, that also requires a fair amount of, of discipline, right? Or is that something that you struggle with to like, you know, keep your goals, you know, set deadlines, keep that kind of stuff and and, and adhere to them? Or does it kind of come naturally to you? Um, I think uh, discipline is a, is a good word to use. I was more disciplined maybe in previous years than I was this year. But, you know, I set aside my mornings to work on music. I just find myself as being more creative uh, early in the morning before all the stress of the day takes place, things like that. And you know, the discipline comes in where it's like, hey, I'm going to get up at 630 and do the damn thing and make sure that I'm actually working towards my dreams and my goals. And if, if I don't get up early enough, you know, then I've got my day job, you know, that I spend eight or nine hours at a day. And then after work, I'm too tired to work on music. And, you know, I want to be social with friends or, you know, whatever I need to do. So I, I think being disciplined is a really important piece of that balance. Because once you start to neglect one aspect, you may or may not realize it, but it's going to affect you. And so you mentioned your calendar and stuff, right? And like you, you set your calendar, you have your, your timelines and you adhere to those and blah, blah, blah. Um, what other tools have you been implementing in your life or do you use more in your life uh, to help you keep balanced? I don't know that I really use a ton of tools outside of just, you know, making sure that I get up when I'm supposed to get up. Um, I know that a lot of DJs, you know, sacrifice social time on weekends to stay home and do things in the studio. I treat my music career kind of like a job, right? You know, the weekend is my time to relax and let loose and have some fun. Um, and going to music shows and music shows, going to concerts and getting inspired is just as much um, a part of the journey as as sitting down in front of your, you know, your audio workspace. So um, I think just keeping a calendar and making sure you're not uh, overwhelming yourself in any one portion of your life, I think is really 
really key. What are some easy ways to overwhelm your non-musical stuff that you can kind of get way too caught up in that that can slowly chip into your time at music? And while some things, maybe like work or whatever, might feel super pressing in the moment, how do you how do you keep that separation? You know what I mean? Because it's easy to block out time for for music, but then what about when a non-music stuff starts encroaching on that that you feel almost compelled to get done as well? Um, I think it's just giving yourself some grace, right? And understanding that it is a process. And if you didn't get to work on music one day, it's not the end of the world, um, especially when you have like a spouse or, you know, a, a significant other. Um, it's important to take care of that relationship as well. And if you're lucky enough to have somebody that appreciates your music career and supports you in that, um, don't take advantage of it. I think that that's something that uh, can be a danger too, um, of being like, hey, you know, my my person's really cool with me working on music all the time, but you know, you got to water that garden too. Take some time and understand that it is all a journey and it's not a race. And if you miss a day or two days of music, it's not the end of the world. It, your project is going to be in the same position it was when you left it. Whereas at work, that's not always the case with people and in your relationships, that's not always the case. Yeah. I think it's always important. Like all, all of the best things in life should, you should always plan for the long term with them. You know what I mean? So be it, be it like a music career or a you know pers personal life with a relationship or even like a career or whatever, like you should do whatever the best move is to further it, you know, a year or two down the line and never just like at the impulses of the moment, right? It's I have to, I have to get this song off to mastering or I have to, I have to finish this song right now. I have to hit this blah, 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 right? Because it's like all at the end of the day, I think we're so trained in, in life and did the digital world and everything to like be constantly uh, compelled to be chasing the, whatever carrot is dangled in front of our nose. You know, not as many things are as immediately pressing as possible and kind of just slowing slowing things down a little bit taking a deep breath helps maybe keep you more centered and when you're more centered it's easier to stay balanced and stuff and, and keep it all in perspective i went off on a little bit of a rant there but that's just kind of where my where my musings were headed in that in that time no no that's good i think all of that stuff is super important um i think it's really easy as musicians to burn ourselves out and it's it's really important not to do that yeah so so um do you think do you think having balance in your music career is is a is a benefit from day one till the last day of it or do you do you think there's merits in letting your obsession with music or with anything in life kind of take over yourself for a chapter or two you know that's an interesting question um you know i started out this year kind of doing that right you know i was like you know what uh, i had you know recently gotten out of a long relationship and i was like i'm just gonna throw myself into my music career and really make this stuff happen. Right. And then, you know, I ended up even burning myself out doing that. You know, I, I think you can't force creativity and with music, it's, it's a very creative thing. And there is a logical, sensical way to go about creating music, but you know, are you going to be putting out your best work if you just, you know, sit at your desk and chug away? Maybe not, maybe, but um, I think having balance right away can really set you up for future success. Often many years doing is I will come out of the gates, you know, swinging hard at the beginning of the year. And then I slow down towards the middle of the year. Um, and then, you know, release wise, I'm not having any music come out in the second half of the year because I burned myself out in the first half of the year instead of being consistent. So I think if you can teach yourself some balance right away, that's, that's probably the best move. Do you think it's harder for younger producers? I myself got into music production around the age of 20, 21 
or so. And I imagine that you did the same, I think from our chats, I think you said roughly about the same kind of thing, right? Do you think it's harder for those younger producers to kind of learn balance in that way? And producers getting into it at that age, or even younger, as a lot of producers do, they have more time, right? Oftentimes, they don't have a serious relationship they need to balance. Oftentimes, they don't they don't have a full-time career that they also need to balance, right? So do you think it is as important for producers at that stage to really be conscious of managing this and this and this when they have the liberty to just go super into it? Or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's always great to, to start building good habits right away. Totally. Um, but it's kind of like the uh, the gamers conundrum, right? Where I come home after a day of, you know, a long day of work and I want to sit down and play a video game or something, but I've got 12-year-olds kicking my ass and it's like all they have is time, right? So like if you have the time and you don't really have anything else going on in your life, I think more power to you. Um, just be serious about it. And yeah, I mean, when I was in college getting into this, I definitely was, you know, having a little bit more time. Of course, I was studying and going to class and things like that. But, you know, having a full-time job puts a lot more pressure on you in a lot of different ways. So if you're young and you can, and you have the time to do it, I would say, you know, more power to you. But at the same time, that's still not going to save you from getting burnt out, right? You, anybody can get burnt out on anything. Um, and if, if you're not getting burnt out and you love it and you can do it every day, then, then great. But I, I still would exercise some level of balance um you know it's 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 really a fine line you know if you've got a relationship you gotta you gotta water that garden but if you don't you know that frees up a lot of time for you to be honest i think that exercising some level of balance is, is probably important there's there's pros and cons of having way too much time right because you can you can really go as hard as you want and spend all the time in the studio or do whatever but i've, I've felt this especially as i get older and the more obligations that i personally have between like you know work and work and music and a child now and and family and all that kind of stuff is that it really kind of forces you to really maximize the time that you're putting into whatever, right? So it's like, try if it's work, I have to get this much work done in six hours for the day. So there's not a lot of time for distractions, right? If I have two hours of music a day, there's not a lot of time for me to spend scrolling through samples on splice, right? I really need to figure out how to maximize the, the time that I'm, that I'm, uh, that I have to do it. And in doing so, um, it that's another way that I've helped find more balance and be able to accomplish so much more is just by like finding ways to get the most time and being as diligent with the time as possible. Yeah, I think I think you touch on an interesting thing here that um, you know I think is important within within your own music career is you need to be able to balance things within your own career, right? You know, like sitting down at your audio workspace for two hours a day is great. That's really good, but. There's so much more to a music career these days than than just that, you know. And I've had to really frame my mindset in a different way. And in the the TikTok generation and all of this content creation, you know, um, if you're spending time building your brand for two hours and you didn't even open up Ableton or Logic or whatever it is, if you didn't even open it, but you were spending time building your brand, that's still working on music. And I think for me, that was something I had to really change my perspective about is if I didn't really create something musically, did I still work on my music career? And, and the answer is yes. So if you spend two hours on Splice, you know, and that's that was your dedicated two hours, then you did what you did and that's what you got done. And I think something that would always end up burning me out was I would spend two hours, you know, making an Instagram reel or, you know, trying to build my brand. And then I wasn't getting enough time actually creating music, but 
once I started to reframe my perspective of, look, this is all going towards my music career, whether it's sitting down writing melodies or not, um, that was something that I think really changed my perspective. And so writing out a schedule like, hey, Mondays is content creation. Tuesdays is sample digging. Wednesdays, I'm going to sit in Ableton and only Ableton and do that for the last three days of the week. Um, I think you need to really schedule your time even within your own music career. And then that's outside, you know, and then you got to go to work and do everything else in life. So um, I think it's important to balance your own career within itself as well. Um, so you touched upon a good point and I've actually been looking for someone to kind of have this short little conversation with. I was chatting with our mutual friend, Anthony Entel, who was on episode two, maybe three of the podcast. Um, and you're in a similar boat as him, right? Cause you have a lot of irons in the fire. You stream on Twitch, you, you know, you release music and all this kind of stuff. Right. And you touched upon a good point about all these different things that aren't music related that are still pushing your career forward. But what are some of the, the biggest, like everyday sort of small things you do on a daily basis? weekly basis whatever that that you you believe are building uh you're, you're pushing your career forward that have nothing to do with sitting in front of ableton honestly i would say posting on social media um and it's it's super annoying if i had my own preference i wouldn't even have social media to be quite honest with you but um i think posting on instagram or facebook and just giving insight into your career every day is something that uh is is pushing you in some way, shape or form. Um, and in today's age where everyone is accessible, that's what, you know, fans or, you know, enthusiasts want. They want to peel back the curtain and see what's this person's process. What's their real life like, um, which I think has its own conversation within social media. But um, I would say just like taking time to post on Instagram or whatever. And, and I think a lot of people consider like when you think of networking, um, people say, oh, oh, I don't go out. So it's hard for me to network. Uh, but you can network through social media just by simply liking and commenting on your favorite artist posts. You know, if they're active on their social media at all, and it's them actually on it, then that's, that's a form of networking. So um, I try to use social media to my advantage to network and just really push myself out there. Um, it can be annoying and time consuming sometimes, but um, you know, everyone's on social media every day anyway, generally. So I might as well use my time wisely while I'm doing it. And I think also, I mean, social media by, by design is designed to give us, it keeps us addicted by giving a short blast of dopamine, right? So you can use that to your advantage by kind of letting social media maybe give you like small wins on a daily or weekly kind of basis where your releases and like you can consider those like your big wins because if you release four five six eps a year whatever right that puts so much pressure on those to pop off and if one falls through well that's a shit ton of energy and time and emotion sunk into that and if you have no little wins to kind of prop up the other side of the of the seesaw you know it, it could lead you to burning out really quick or at least getting down on yourself and wondering what the hell you're doing with your career yeah no i, I think that's a great point um and that's that's a large reason why i stream on twitch every week right you know dj gigs were especially hard to come by during the pandemic well there was none during the pandemic but out out of the pandemic not that we're really out of it but you know now that shows are happening again it, it's still hard um to to try to get shows and things like that. So streaming on Twitch has been that weekly thing where I can check in with the community and say, hey, play some work in progresses and talk to some peoples. And it's it's really cool to to be able to do that. But I think you're you're exactly right. Um, if you go and you release all this music and then 
you know, you have nothing in between that. You're going to start to feel like you're falling behind, especially when you're putting yourself in circles with other musicians. Right. So I think a really hard part of being a musician is not comparing yourself to someone else's journey, right? It's your own journey. Um, and you know, you gotta, you gotta balance <laughs> full circle, uh, what you're doing in your life and, and make sure you don't burn yourself out. All right, so you touched upon a good point point right there too about getting getting gigs. Get, getting gigs has always been hard, right? Uh, and it's 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 never been like handed handed to DJs on a silver platter, right? So and and without like, and I don't want you to sound like whiny or complaining because I know that's not the sentiment that you were kind of trying to express earlier is. But why do you think it is so hard for? beginner DJs, producers at the early stages of their career and stuff, why does it feel like they're fighting for scraps for so long in this industry? Um, You know, it's, it's really, it's kind of a difficult question. I mean, I've been a DJ for like 12 years, right? And, you know, my most recent project as Discognition is only about, you know, four and five years old. Um, but I've had more success with this project, in my opinion, than than in my past pro project. But I was DJing way more consistently in my past project. So I, I think it comes back to this element of, of balance, right? You know, how much time are you going to spend in the studio versus how much time are you going to spend going out and meeting the people who are booking these shows, right? And I think that a lot of times newer DJs start to feel entitled um, once they've learned how to DJ, right? You know, they're putting together their favorite set. And they're like, oh, yo, this slaps. I could destroy this room or however people talk about it these days. Um, but I think that a lot of people end up having a lack of respect for the scene that has been built around them, right? And I think this is especially true in these days. You know, electronic music is, it's the new rock and roll as far as I'm concerned, right? Especially for our generation. And so, Everyone and their brother and their mother and their sister is becoming a DJ and the market is getting really saturated. So even promoters are like, it's not that they don't want new talent, but they're like, where, where do I go to find new talent, but quality new talent. Right. And I think then there's another element here of just not being a dickhead. Right. You know, and going out and I don't know if I could say that on your podcast. Sorry. <laughs> didn't really go no, on. You're, I, yeah. I, I think like, being a good person will get you farther than any amount of talent will. Um, so going out networking and telling people, Hey man, like if you're ever looking for somebody to play this vibe and like, don't just like blast your SoundCloud mix out to people or whatever, like you got to be able to go out there and make genuine human connections uh, with people and not in a, in a way that's like, Hey, I just want to be your friend so I can play your shows. You, you want to be their friend because you want to be their friend. Right. So I think a lot of up and comers just don't always understand how deep it actually is to get shows in this industry, because it's not just them trying. There's probably 50 to 60 other people trying to get the same slots that they're trying for. For any any of the fans of the show have been listening since episode one. Chad touched upon something that almost every single guest has talked upon talked about on this show is that the biggest thing in this industry that will get you the farthest is just be a good person. I know Adam Stark touched upon it. I know Anthony Intel touched upon it. So it really is vitally, vitally important. And then you touched upon another kind of thing too, but I wanted to reinforce this also is that so many people kind of get into DJing, get into producing and stuff like that. And they see it as an art form. And it totally, totally is. 
But once you bring it into like a live setting, it's a business and business is all about give, take and balance between both parties um, there. Right. So you need to have something uh, on in your favor to kind of counterbalance the, the needs of the promoter, what the numbers that they're trying to hit and everything like that. And a lot of the times people get into this industry thinking that, you know, their skills in DJing is enough to to weight the scales in their favor and kind of create the, the profitable kind of balance for the promoter. But it's not. There always has to be other things kind of kind of involved, right? Some other sort of draw, some other sort of value that you can add that will, you know, make make get 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 your foot in the door and get you those slots and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's a really, really good point. Um, and, and some advice that I have, you know, to some newer DJs is, you know, make yourself scarce. I think that that's something that um, is really overlooked in the industry um, is people take every gig that that is offered to them. And what ends up happening is your friends, right? When you're new, your friends are going to come out and support you, right? But if you're playing every week, the number of people that are going to come out and support you is going to dwindle every single week to the point of where you're going to have none of your friends there because they're like, yo, I can go see the homie whenever I want. He plays literally every single week. So if your goal is to like go out and go on tour or whatever, um, you can't be accepting every single show that you get. Now, that's not to say, um, you know, don't pick big ones when you get them. But, you know, my, myself, I try to play about two shows a month. Um, and that's, that's something that I've just kind of made for myself. And the reason is because I can't be asking my friends to come out to every single show, right? Most people can make twice a month, but the reality is they're going out and seeing their other friends play too. So, um, I think making yourself scarce on the DJ scene, there's something to be said about that too. Um, and, and making your set special, you know, because if I can come see you every day of the week, what's my incentive? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's from, a you know, playing, playing like local gigs, gigs in Denver and stuff. Right. That's kind of where your perspective is. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. And in the, yeah, I, and I totally agree. Right. And this, the, that whole idea has been like implemented or ingrained in my brain ever since like in my, in my earliest days where I had a, an internship at EDM tunes back 10 years ago now at this point, and I interviewed Tritonal who got their start uh, in, in Texas, I think in Austin. Uh, and I interviewed them and they said that w during, when they were coming up, they treated Austin the exact same as they would any other market, right? They charge the same rates in Austin as they would for in Dallas or in uh, you know, New Orleans or in New York or whatever, right? Like they they treated it exactly their hometown exactly the same as they would anywhere else. Um, and that kind of kept them from rinsing the same clubs over and over again and getting caught in that kind of that that local whirlpool might be a good name or it's a or a terrible name for it. Uh, because if you get too entrenched into it, it in it can be a very very hard uh, situation to get yourself out of and move on to the next step. Yeah, uh, it's funny. I'm actually going to see Tritonal tonight here in Denver. <laughs> so uh, awesome cameo shout out there. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think that that's a, a really great thing, and that's something that um, you know you said you had Adam Stark on here um, a couple of weeks ago, and he's a good friend of mine here in Denver, and you know that's something that he preaches to a lot of us um, is you know. If, if you have a local mindset and you're only playing local shows, you'll, you'll stay a local forever. Right. So um, being able to network and get outside of the box um, and, and treating even your own hometown, like you would any other city, is, is really, really important um, to not burn the crowd out on, on your music as well. Um, so, you know, again, 
It's all a balance. <laughs> well, and and Adam is a great example too, right? Because he I he kind of took the the thing that I had just said a couple minutes ago, talking about like what can you what can you offer the industry, like the the business side of the industry, right? He took that almost like the, a step or two next because he hosts his own shows in Denver and and stuff like that, right? And I'm not putting words in his mouth, and I'm not assuming I know like his his career strategies or anything like that, but like I think having a, a, a successful night that you throw or something like that is awesome way to bring a bit more balance to your career, especially trying when you're trying to get to the next step, because all of a sudden you have leverage over other DJs. You know, you, you can bring in other DJs from other towns to like, you know, play for them and you, and it helps kind of, again, tilt the scales or lean the scales kind of in your favor, just because you have something to offer the industry instead of just asking for slots or asking for uh tour support or asking for out of town gigs. And stuff. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything is give and take in this industry, right? You know, you, you gotta be able to offer somebody some way to help them. And if you're going to expect help from them, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. Um, it, it would be great to say like, Hey, I'm a good producer and I make good music and I'm also a good DJ. Can I have this show? Like it, it just doesn't work like that, unfortunately, but, um, you know, uh, and there are special curated nights that sometimes do things like that, but you know, it's, um, it, it's definitely important to be able to tell people like, look, if DJing is your only thing, like, and you want, and your, your goals are, you know, to the moon, like you got to do more. And for example, like, you know, man, I, I'm not bad at Photoshop and After Effects and things like that. And so, you know, I've got friends that are just like, hey, man, I saw your EPK. Who designed that? I'm like, hey, man, I did. Um, and I'm happy to help people, you know, build out their branding strategies as well. So, um, you know, just diversify yourself in, in ways that you can help the community and help the community because you want to help them too, right? Not, not just because you want to get gigs, but um, because it's the right thing to do. You know, we're all trying to build each other up. And, you know, one thing that I think is just such an important quote is nobody else's success is going to hinder your own. Um, and that's something I really believe. And so I try to help everybody out the best that I can with the time that I'm given um, and do it unselfishly because I know that my time will come. Um, and it's, it's just an important part of the scene is to just be helping people. It can be really easy to look at someone else's example and be like, oh, Chad, that discognition guy, he's so good at Photoshop. I'm not good at Photoshop. I'm screwed. Right. But like really everyone has something unique to offer that they can bring to the community to help tilt tilt the scales in their favor, right? Like I will always consider myself a decent writer. And so I would try to, I would knock on every single door in the music industry and be like, hey, here's some writing samples that I've done. Do you need any help with writing? I helped Silk Music write their liner notes for a while, totally for free. And that got my foot into a door for some opportunities. I, you know, did repeated that same success with a couple other kind of things, just as a way to get in the door and uh, get my foot in the door and stuff. And you're doing the exact same with, with you know, your Photoshop digital editing skills and stuff, right? It's, there's a million different needs, wants, and desires of people in the music industry that they can't do themselves. And being able to help out in some sort of way with whatever you're good at it can really be game-changing. Yeah, I mean, I, I tell I tell people all the time, like DJing is such a small part of being a DJ. It's really the only, not the only, but it is one of the few, I would say, career paths out there where 
what you see is so little of what goes on behind the scenes, um, you know, as a consumer of it, you know, you go out and you see your favorite DJ play a one hour set and you're like, oh, that was cool. And it's like, yeah, but dude, do you know how many of their own tracks that they played in that set and their, their agent is behind it and all the marketing that goes into it. And a lot of times if you, if you don't have a team behind you, that person's just doing that stuff themselves and, or, or, you know, outsourcing it in some way. Um, but you know, it's, it's a grind, but we love the grind and that's why we do it. <laughs> uh, and that is a phenomenal note to kind of end on. But as always, before I end, is there anything that you wish I would have asked you about balance in, in your career or in your music or anything that I didn't ask or any bits of wisdom about balance that you wanted to impart to the listeners of the Magnetic Meaning Podcast? Uh, no, I think we pretty much covered it, but I would just leave everyone with understanding that, you know, it is a process and it's a journey. Um, and the balance portion of it is probably my my favorite and most important uh, aspect of it because if you burn yourself out on your music career or you burn out your relationship or you burn out your job, you know, you're just not paying enough attention to your own mental health. Um, and mental health is a huge thing here with any industry, but especially the the music industry, because it's, it's tough out there. Um, so make sure that you're providing yourself enough time to relax when it's necessary. Um, spend time with family and friends when it's necessary. Um, we're all chasing dreams here and your dream isn't going anywhere because it's your dream. So as long as you never give up, um, you keep things balanced, you'll make it to where you want to go. All right, everybody, that wraps up episode five of the Magnetic Meaning podcast. I'm off to write the show notes that will dive a bit deeper into my musings and thoughts that I had on balance after the conversation I just had with Chad. As always, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast as it really helps pour fuel on the fire that we've started over the past five episodes. I wanted to give one final shout out to Point Blank Music School, who has been the sponsor of this episode. If you're looking for elite caliber production knowledge and industry-changing insights into the arts of DJing and beyond, Point Blank has got you covered. There will be a link to all of what they offer in the show notes link below, so head over to magneticmag.com to learn more. That's all for now. We'll be back in the new year with a brand new interview from Monster Cat Silk's Jacob Henry, who will be talking about the word transparency. Until then, happy holidays, happy new year, and we'll see you in 2023.